0: I'm speaking with Cecilia Holland. She's the author of The High City. Her latest novel is The Secret Eleanor. Thank you for joining me, Cecilia.
1: Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Cecilia, tell us
0: about researching the background for your latest novel, The Secret Eleanor.
1: Well, there are quite a number of chronicles and letters and things from that period, so there's uh, just a tremendous amount of material, and the difficulty is that because Eleanor was such a, an amazing woman, and the chronicles were all written by men, they were all a little prejudicial, so you have to sort of unearth and do a little, you know, a neatening up around the edges, but it was quite interesting, it's very interesting stuff, and I went to Europe, and I went down and saw Poitiers and fell in love with it, and uh, traced her steps, and just fell in love with her absolutely
0: so you know it sounds like uh I as opposed to having too little material, you had too much material, and there's a, a process of ferreting out the research that's relevant to the creation of your story. How much of your story do you know in advance in order to pick out the right research?
1: Well, that's, it's really very interesting. The more you write the book, the more the book tells you what you want, it wants you to write. And so uh, that was basically what I did. I just plunged in and, and tried to uh, to find the real story. And uh, as, and also was reading all these chronicles and all these uh, these uh, primary sources, and things just appeared. And uh, she's a, just an amazing woman. And uh, the the game in anything to do with her is to make people forget about Catherine Hepburn. So I just try to get her so over the top that nobody would ever think of Catherine Hepburn again. So
0: it's hard. You're talking about going over the top for Catherine Hepburn. That's that's a, a a high a high ascent.
1: Well, I was. I like to aim high, and but she, uh, Eleanor was an amazing woman. She was really the uh, first of the great queens, maybe not the first, but one of the greatest queens of all time, and she really dominates her time, and uh, she was uh, on stage from the time she was 15 until she was 82. Her children were all kings and queens, and uh, she was there and doing things all through it. Even when she was in captivity, she was a force.
0: Now, talk about creating a character, uh, the character of Eleanor, in, for a modern audience with, based on your research from back then. How do you create a character who, uh, I guess, will be grokkable to, to the audience but, and true to her time?
1: Well, that's that's really the essence of this, and uh, you have to look at what actually happened and then try to imagine yourself into it as if it were happening to you, and um, I'm not anything like she is, but I can always throw myself into another person. And at the same time, being a woman now, I'm very, very interested in, uh, in in women having lives of their own, women being free to have lives of their own. And what happens when that happens? Because women have such an enormous emotional range, such an enormous grasp of things, that a, a free woman in a society like that, which was really very, very cramped and very limited, uh, would just be like you know a phoenix and i just i wanted her to be big i wanted her to have a, a lot of uh, of uh, a lot to say and a lot of uh, deep emotions and things and i just went for it
0: it sounds like a lot of fun to write did you find yourself um living your own life in terms of the character you were creating
1: no, when I'm writing a book, I live in the book. My own life is actually very boring. I have children, I have goats, I have chickens, you know, I, I wash dishes. So um, the real life is in the book, and I just really, I love to write anyway, and this was a really fun book to write.
0: Talk uh, about uh, creating this character versus some of your your um, Viking sagas. Uh, going back and forth between those two, how much crosstalk do you find between this work and your previous work?
1: Well, one of the interesting things about this was that because... Uh, because she's a woman with an interior life, I felt much more comfortable with her emotional life than I do with the Vikings. The Vikings just go out and hack people with swords, mm-hmm. but she had a, a deep emotional life. she had a real uh, family and uh, she was uh, uh, being driven from different sources so it was a much it was very very interesting it was a lot of fun and a lot different from anything else I mean this is basically my idea of a bodice ripper, so that I just ripped bodices all over so
0: she sounds kind of Jacqueline Kennedy-esque.
1: Jacqueline Kennedy should be that good. I mean, she was amazing. She she, uh, ruled in her own right over Aquitaine. She had, uh, her children were just the giants. Richard the Lionhearted was one of her children, and her daughter Leonora was the Queen of Castile during the the, uh, uh, Reconquista. um, She just, all these people were just we look back at them now, and we're looking at through, you know, like the narrow end of the telescope. They look small to us, but they just were enormous in their time. They changed history, and she really did. She really made it so that women after her would have a much wider stage to act on.
0: Talk about um, when you have so so many characters who are so historically important and iconic. How do you create? the Cecilia Holland history in a means that speaks both to the real history but also speaks in your voice and and to the people who are living here in the 21st century.
1: Well, what I like to do is to take a period of time and then kind of find a kink in it, find something which nobody else has looked at, find a different way of of sorting out the material and try to go at it totally fresh and and, uh, that way, you know, you bring in things from now but also... Uh, the the Middle Ages, especially this particular the 12th century, was kind of the childhood of our own time. I mean, a lot of things that happened then are the the beginnings of what's going on now. And so there's a lot more congruence than you'd think.
0: Now, um, when you write this and, and, and rewrite this, talk a little bit just about your process. I mean, how much time do you spend each day, say, between uh, reading research for something you're going to write, maybe? Month, two months, three months down the line, and how much time do you spend writing, and how, and maybe talk about the crosstalk between those two activities?
1: Well, when I first start out, I start to, I just start to read a lot, and uh, I, I work in the morning because in the afternoon I have to go chase children and chase my grandchildren and do things. But uh, at first, you know, I'll be working and reading in the morning and and making notes and everything. But then when the book takes hold, I just I can't stop doing it, and I do it almost almost non stop and uh, that 's what happened with this book it It took me about three years to write, and it was times when I was going back to do other things, but then I would come back to it and it would just leap up at me again and and um, it it's so uh, such a uh, a colorful time it's and she 's such a dominating and uh inspiring person that uh, I just every time I went back it was like seeing it new and seeing it uh, more fun again so.
0: now uh Talk about some of the, you know, that time to us is, you know, about as familiar, the Klingon world is more familiar <laughs> to us than that is. Talk about creating, recreating that world because it's it's a very dense and, and different world.
1: Well, yeah, that's part of the thing. These are people who who rode on horses rather than in cars and who had no uh, kind of large media to, to uh, dominate what they thought about things everything was very local very immediate they didn't uh, for instance know really what she looked like if they saw her going by but they didn't the local people wouldn't have have really known her but uh, by that same token therefore their minds their imaginations just grew these people just enormously and uh, but it's a, a very uh, much more immediate time, and people are much more concerned with just basically staying alive. And you're much more at the, at the uh, mercy of the elements, and um, and also at the, and the constraints of of a pre-technological world. And it's just a um, it's like you know not you don't want to say like going to camp, but it's kind of like that.
0: Well, you know, it strikes me that when you're talking about running around with the kids and taking care of the goats, that you could use that kind of experience, that kind of immediate experience to inform your writing about this historical time.
1: Oh, I use everything. Everything that happens to me, I put into a book. That's the whole, that's you know, the only revenge, the only way to stay sane. But I live also, I live in Humboldt County, which is a more rural place. I uh, I love the country. I love being out. I love being able to do gardening and to, to build things and to uh, to walk in the woods and things. So I, I feel maybe closer to the uh, natural world than someone who would live in the city. But uh, I really love also the landscapes of, of France and, and uh, the way the peasant life there is. And so I just you know threw myself into it
0: you spent the last three years in 12th century peasant france <laughs> for most of it uh, uh do you think you are going to be able to get away that easily
1: no probably not no um i've uh worked on another book since which was also which is about richard the Lionheart's crusade and i just wallowed in it it was just really fun and it was this one was set more in the middle east and uh so i i was in jordan last year and uh it was, it was just exciting. The whole uh, ability to see something where everything is going on now, but see it eight centuries ago. See the same kind of thing going on. You know, there's still the same values. There's still the same conflict. There's still the same big uh, 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 Muslim and Christian, you know, clash. So there's a, there's a tremendous amount of continuity in these things. I always aim for the continuity.
0: You know, the thing that I, I was I'm interested in is when. Talk about traveling, you know, you say you went to Jordan, you went to France to do this research. Talk about traveling to do research for a book that's set in another time, and yet you're kind of having fun, too. It's like a vacation.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a great deal. I mean, uh, the, the the trick is to find places where there's no telephone wires, but uh, you can find quite a lot of, of old Material. When I was in Jordan, for instance, we went to old Crusader castles. We went to an old Roman city. Well, I went down to the, along the Dead Sea and along the mountains. There, walked out on the on the uh, desert, uh, saw the Bedouin, and went to Petra. I went to Little Petra. Um, you just you, you know you go and you steep yourself in it, and you want the smells and the taste and the flowers and the, and the kind of weather. You want to get you really sink into it, and that's really still there. If you get out of the city, you got to get out of the city.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. I've been speaking with Cecilia Holland. Her new novel is The Secret Eleanor. Thank you for joining me, Cecilia.
1: Thank you very much.